Thanks for downloading this episode of Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. Scott is out on assignment today, but filling in, we've got John Hagler, our executive pastor, his wife, Teresa Hagler, and Charlotte Gomez, all to come back and talk about the Israel trip they went on a couple months ago. There's a part one. We'll link that in the show notes where John and Ray talked about it. But after that aired, we found out that Teresa, who's actually the Bible scholar in the family, wanted to come on and share some more of that experience. So we were excited to have them to talk about this trip, the, what they experienced in Israel. And Mama T, Teresa is what we call her around here, drop some knowledge and be able to share what it meant to her in this trip. So here's a little snippet of what you're going to get in this podcast. So I just kind of use that illustration that um, before this storm story with the walking on the water, they had just done the miracle of the 5,000, feeding the 5,000. And had the disciples gotten what they needed to learn from that lesson, they would have had the confidence to deal with the storm. So thank you for downloading. Make sure you subscribe. We get a new episode each week of the Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. And we are glad you are here. Leave a five-star review wherever you listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It helps people to find it, makes it easier to do. And now enjoy this conversation about Israel. See, John commits when he comes in. It's that Hagler blood. Welcome to the Backstage Podcast. John Hagler filling in for Scott today, yeah. co-hosting. And you're here, John, with a very special guest. I am with a very special guest, my lovely bride of 31 years. 31 Yay. years. Teresa Hagler. Teresa. In the house. And Teresa, you're here, and we're going to introduce Charlotte because... Mm-hmm. There was an episode a couple weeks ago. There was. We're going to link in the show notes, part one, <laughs> talking about the Israel trip. Yep. And I think this might be a first in podcast history where we caused marital strife <laughs> with <laughs> the Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. Please tell us what happened and why you're here today. Yeah, Ooh. so apparently John and Ray did a podcast on Israel. I didn't even know about it. And one morning I was getting ready for work, about to walk out the door, and he's still in the bed. And I you know, give him a kiss. He says, oh, hey, uh, Ray and I did a podcast. It should be out. I was like, oh, cool. He said, yeah, we talked about Israel. I'm like, you did what now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you talked about Israel without me? Absolutely. And behind what? the scenes, I'm going to take the blame for this because Thank we record you. during the day. You were in school. I, I was. was asking Ray mm. who we thought we should talk to about. And mm-hmm. Ray suggested John talk about the trip, being there. So now it's summer. You're a secretary at a school. You're yes, off. I'm free. And you are here going to drop some knowledge on folks. Yes. Way better than that first podcast. Yes. Well, Go listen to it. You know, they actually did really well. Thank I was you. I was impressed. Go. That's Thank right. You. And With so them. Teresa, Israel expert, scholar, <laughs> not quite, and bringing the fun, Charlotte Gomez. Yay! Woo! Charlotte, go. First podcast you were saying welcome. We're glad you're here. So I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Steve, Steve always said Charlotte never met a microphone she didn't like. <laughs> not everybody's like that. Sometimes we're pulling it out of them. I think you're going to do great. So you went on the Israel trip with them. Was that your first time? Very first time. Awesome. Yes. So we want to hear your perspective, and we're going to talk today all about this Israel trip. And the coolest thing to me is they're planning another trip. So if you want to go, this gets you excited. We want to plug it. We'll put a link in show notes. Ray Rainey is the man going to lead that trip, going to do that. And if you've ever wanted to go to Israel, learn more about it, be there, experience these things. If you didn't, Teresa's going to convince you today because I, I just am. know she's brimming. You got to come excited with me. about stuff. So let's start with you, Teresa. Okay. What made you want to go to Israel and why did you go on this trip? Uh, I have, well, studying the Bible for so many years, like in depth Bible study, I feel like I know the place, hmm. you know? And so when um, I heard about the trip, of course, you know, just trying to save up money to even go, it is kind of expensive. So sure. if you are thinking about going, start saving. It, it's, it's a lot, but it is so worth it. But all those years of Bible study um, and just trying to, you know, visualize. I'm a visual learner. You know, I like to put myself in the scene. 
-hmm. And I literally got to do this. When our kids were growing up, we had some books, a little book series called Alice in Bible Land. Uh-huh. And I love this book series. Um, I'm not sure who has it. I passed it on to some friends um, you know, when my kids you know, were old enough. And in this book series, you know, each book, Alice would jump into a Bible story. She's reading her Bible. And then all of a sudden, it's saying, you know, she would come up on the scene and she would jump into Bible land. And so she was like, she got to be in the scene watching it happen as she's you know, hearing the story. And I thought, that's what I want. You know, I try to picture myself in there when I'm reading these stories. Um, and I feel like I know these people in the Bible, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, like they're my buds. <laughs> I know <laughs> we're, tight. <laughs> we're tight. And so to get to walk and be in the land where they were, um, was, it was amazing. Plus I know that even in this time in history, this is a very special time to, for us to be able to go over there because before 1948, Israel wasn't a thing. No Israel. No Israel, none. You know, the land was there, but Israel itself, you know, was not. And so, and then to know that in the future, that land still has significant for us uh, in the millennial reign of Christ. So I'm like, it's past, it's present, it's future, it's it's everything. So I couldn't wait to go. You've already used more Bible references than this podcast. It's like a year. So we're excited. You're bringing a different element, Teresa. Well, I just want to go on record. I just want to go on record of saying that she wasn't the only one that read these little books. Oh. Yes, John yes, did too. I did too, because we had a kind of a, standard practice of every night before the kids would go to bed two things happened okay one is you read something to them and then secondly they got a custom-made homemade story oh <laughs> yes cool so for john would come up with something so for i don't know that's a lot many, of pressure i don't know how many years <laughs> yeah. this happened i came up with a brand new story every night it's a lot of content and there man. were some rules oh our oldest daughter lauren Oh, yes. Said two things could not be in this story. Okay. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be about wolves, or as she said, wolves. <laughs> wolves. Yeah, because it seemed like every kid's story had a wolf in had it. a wolf in yeah. it. Big bad wolf. <laughs> yeah. That's right. a granny. Yeah. And this was the tough one. It could not be a Lauren story, meaning yes. I could not take the events of her day mm. and make it into a story. <laughs> Turn it into a parable. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So for, Did you try that and then that was a rule? Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Because oh, I would yeah. go, there She'd was a little that. girl that went to whatever. She's like, ah, not me. I did that today. <laughs> that don't count. So anyway, yeah. John, if that had happened now today, you could have done a podcast and been famous. I know. John's mm-hmm. bedtime stories yeah. recorded them. Missed it. Dang. Yeah. But your kids are grown now. They turned out pretty good. They did. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a part of it. So Charlotte, <laughs> how about you? You went for the first time to Israel here. What made you want to go on that trip? It was crazy. Donna Dooley and I were riding together to go to worship night and bab- help with baptism. Yeah. And just randomly, she said, uh, she said, I was baptized in the Jordan River. And I went, oh, my gosh, Steve and I always wanted to go to Israel, and we never got to go. And I, I was just like, that had to be so cool. The next morning, she called, and she said, so I just heard Ray Rainey's taking a group to Israel. I'll go if you go. Wow. And I said, where do I sign? Sign me up. That's and so awesome. that's how I ended up going and was not as knowledgeable. I mean, I've... To be fair, who is? I've uh, <laughs> set the bar pretty high. I've studied the Bible and I, and I knew the things and stuff, but I truly went strictly as I'm going on faith that I'm going to see what I need to see, learn what I need to learn, and meet who I need to meet. That's cool. And that's awesome. I really didn't know Teresa that well. Yeah, no. And now I would consider her a bestie. Yes. <laughs> Besties. All right. So, Teresa, had you tried to go before? Did you ever looked at going? Why did you wait until now to go? 
money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that exactly. makes sense. Well, Obviously. we actually were scheduled to go before. Yeah. Uh, and the COVID hit. COVID hit. Mm. Yeah. So it was actually this trip was really supposed to be a couple of years sooner. Makes than sense. it is now, but then COVID delayed everything. The country was shut down totally. Right. Makes it hard to travel. And longer than everybody else. They mm. opened later than the rest of the world. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There yeah. you go. So we had to, to wait for the funds and the right time. It just, it was all the right time. It was good. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. That's well, right. Yeah. Well, and funny how God works. I'm going to get spiritual here Ooh, for a minute. Come on. Ooh, John's getting spiritual. But I'm what, in. what I did not know is how much walking was involved. Mm-hmm. And I had knee surgery. Mm-hmm. done like a year ago the year before that yeah and i could not have made the trip without enough healing right. time or whatever so it's just kind of cool Won't how god works absolutely yeah. say he wants yes. say he wants that's right that's <laughs> look at god <laughs> let's look at god won't he do it i understand but we all have our own version <laughs> that's right he's a personalized god he's paraphrasing <laughs> that's right so it's funny though Teresa, you talk about reading those books so i remember mm-hmm. adventures and odyssey growing oh, up oh so and we did that radio well show. in fact when your sister emily would yep. come and stay with us and spend the night with lauren she had to listen to adventures and odyssey and I don't know or she couldn't go to sleep from. right my mom would play them for us as we went to bed uh-huh. and so if you're staying mm-hmm. up listen to these things on cd mm-hmm. yep. actually tapes at first tapes, and going yep. through and now i feel like loving podcasts, listening to audiobooks, all that stuff stemmed from as a kid. We always sure. had those on mm-hmm. and you would hear it and go and imagine those places and do that kind of thing. So I would love to go as well. I didn't get to go this time. Maybe one day. Yeah. Money, yeah. phase of life is another Yeah, factor. it helps yes. to have the kids out of the For house. For sure. We're yeah. not we finally have money. That. We just started no. over. Empty so. nesting is a good thing. I'll be there in like <laughs> 20 years, John. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there. No, just started over. Sorry, but, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Jordan's yeah, even I worse than I am. Three week old. Jordan. <laughs> I hadn't said much over there. Jordan. Have you ever been on a trip like that? Done nope. anything? Yeah. Nope. A, a mission trip? Nope. No, yeah. Mm-mm. It's a running joke. It's yeah. really not a joke. Jordan's never been on a mission trip. We're going to get him to go on one eventually. But this was not a mission trip per se. This was more of a vision yeah. trip. This was a, yeah, a tour. Yeah. Doing that, but we're going to get Jordan on something one day. Mm-hmm. Now, they will tell you that you just being over there, you are a missionary. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Because, and I didn't really understand that until I went over there. It is not a very positive country. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of strife over there. People have been trying to kill them for decades. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying it's not justified. Wipe them off the face of the earth, yeah. I'm not saying it's not justified, but they're not really the most happy, jovial people. And by us coming over and being interested in it and spending our money and studying like we do, it is truly encouraging to them. Yeah, we are a witness to the Jewish people. Yeah, Hmm. so it's. I never really thought that would be true, but after being there, I get it, how, how it matters. That's well, right. I do remember Eliyahu saying that because of the needing to serve in the military for the two yeah. years, once yeah. you're out of high school, uh, going through the hotel one night and we looked over and f- just finished dinner and this young guy with like that big Uzi, <laughs> AK, whatever gun, <laughs> was just strolling through the lobby. And, and you know, I mentioned it to Eliyahu the next day and he said, we are always ready to go to war. Oh, yeah. Mm. Always ready. Yeah. I'll make you not jovial. <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. you kind of simmer down a little bit here. Simmer, simmer down. down. That's right. Simmer so down. you mentioned that name. That's your guide. He was. And yeah. he was a Christian, right? That yeah, he is a Messianic Jewish Jew, Jew which yeah. he's Christian, yes. And so he went and took you around and just, Teresa, dive in talk about it. What are some of the places you went? A couple personal highlights for you. And we do want to keep it about under an hour. So kind of pick and choose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we went everywhere. Um, we hit the uh, Mediterranean coast first, okay. so and traveled from there um, up to Caesarea uh, Maritima. Not yeah. be confused not with Caesarea Philippi. That's two different yeah. places. Yeah. I could, somebody could make that mistake easily. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> safety. Tell the story yeah. what happened with John. So well, John was given uh, the task to um, do a devotional and at Caesarea. And somebody, you know, gave him some information. So on the back porch one evening, he's telling me, oh, I got this information. He starts talking about, um, you know, the God of Pan and all these things. I'm like, that's Caesarea Philippi. Honey, you got the wrong place. <laughs> he's like, well, the where's my place? Don't you wrong. just hate it when you mess up your Caesareas? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so he got it right. And, he figured it out. And he just makes me so mad because you know, I, I got a plan <laughs> on my things. And he could just come up with a great <laughs> Devotional just off the cuff. Yeah. It doesn't, the Holy Spirit doesn't have stories. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm that's, like, hey, that's a great point, Charlie. Thank you. you prepared for years for spontaneous. For, years. for such yeah, a time as this. years of made up stories <laughs> will get you ready for a devotional. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to make something up on the spot anywhere. I'm just a little jealous. Oh, I'll be honest. It's a gift. It is. Yeah, it, it really yeah. is. You have a different gift. I, I do. So, yeah. So I spent like a year before we went on this trip studying each and every place that we went. I'm and sure John and Charlotte, you did the same thing. Ten right? minutes on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so what, like the month and a half I knew I was going? Yeah. yeah You're a little behind the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, so I was. I wanted to know everything I could know about each place. You know, I didn't want to just show up. Um, this is just my personality. And just because there was so much information that Eliyahu was giving to us that it would have been overload for me personally. So I just needed to be able to tune him out occasionally. I could hear him talking, and I knew what he was already saying. So I could just focus on the scenery in front of me. The rumor is that you kind of almost knew more than he did and almost took over sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I was actually working on my website yesterday um, and I have an Israel tour um, section. Yep. Uh, what do you call it? A drop down menu. And I have a page for every single stop that we went. And so I was working on day two yesterday, getting everything in order on that. And I came across a video um, when he was showing us the pomegranates mm-hmm. at Magdala. And he's like, you know, do you know how many seeds are in the pomegranates? You know, nobody knows. I'm like, it's 613. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you were that student. You guess or you uh, know? I'm like, how do you guess 613? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I did. Yeah, and that happened a few times on the trip. I thought, I just need to shut up. <laughs> you ruined his tour experience. Man. That's right. But I'm sure you valued was doing good. I'm going to put your website in the link to show notes. That's a great point. Yes. Because you've written curriculum. You've helped do Bible studies for years. Yes. We're a small group leader for student ministry, which I am eternally grateful for. Yeah. Some people in this room, not so great with students. You were always awesome. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, I was know. talking about Jordan. I understand. <laughs> yeah. right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll put a link to your website on there and you do great stuff. Be able to walk through, help people learn if this is something that interests you listening. So the pomegranates, yeah. listen to that one thing. What's another yes. highlight? Um, well, the Sea of Galilee. I mean, my goodness. First, when you drive up to it you know, on the bus, you're like, that's it? That, that's a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. But you could see so much around it. I mean, you could see the other side. You could see, you know, the Syrian hills, you know, Jordan down the way. You see everything. So it's not that big. But once we got on it and they started playing Christian music, I mean, everybody just like all in their fields and all the tears. And I'm like, okay, this just got a whole lot bigger. And it was... It was a moment. Hmm. It was a moment. So, um, and then I, that was when I was going to do my devotional and get to teach. And I thought, oh, God, you're going to have to help me pull this together. I'm not going to be able to speak in front of these people when we're all just, you know, boohooing yeah. like crazy. But, you know, God, look at God. Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he do it? So he did it. <laughs> and I got there and, and it was good. But that was a very, very special moment. It was yeah. on the Sea of Galilee. Do you yeah. think so? I did. That was, if I had to say my highlight, that was it because so so much happened in mm. Jesus' ministry. Because he pretty much kind of walked around in and around yes. there. Yeah. yeah. So when he when uh, Eliav pointed out there was one area 
that had like a rocky slope, cliff type thing. Um, because they had mentioned before, you've got your, you know, things, you know, probably happened in this vicinity, but then you had your your A points where you know Jesus was, was there. Clear, yeah. yeah. So when he said, you know, that is the only place on the Sea of Galilee that Jesus could have cast the demons mm. into the pigs mm-hmm. and they ran off that cliff. And yeah. and from then I lost it mm-hmm. then because it was the only place. Yeah. It was truly life changing yeah. to yeah. see that water. It was. And they there's it's an area called the Evangelical Triangle. And that is a area where Jesus did the majority of his ministry in that whole section there mm-hmm. with Capernaum and you know, the Sea of Galilee and um, Tiberias, all of that. So that's majority of his life, in, well, his ministry life, I should say, um, was in that particular area. So mm-hmm. to get to be there and experience See, that. Make was, it real. Yes, yeah, it absolutely. was good. Charlotte, was there anything else or another one that stood out a story or something you experienced that was a highlight for well, you? There, there was another body of water yes. that um, <laughs> I would like to talk about. The, the, Dead sea. the Dead Sea. Heard of it. They don't tell you, and I don't know if I entered <laughs> the Dead Sea at the wrong place. <laughs> Did y'all go off the pier thing? Like yes. The pier that went? yes. So I went off the pier. Got in the water. And I was in the water, and I took about four or five steps and ran slap dab into the biggest boulder. Yes. <laughs> there are no boulders in Wait this. Wait a second. Yeah. You don't just walk out, and you couldn't see in, in, in there. And uh, the, the first thing that they had said was, do not get the water in your eye. Do not get mm. the water in your Won't eye. Feel good. If you do, hold your hand up and say, help, help, help. <laughs> well. You know, I make my way around the boulder, and I get out, and I go, okay, I'm going to do that whole lay back and float thing. And I did, and it was cool until I went to get back up. But And your feet ain't going to go back down, <laughs> and you <laughs> cannot true. get back up. And so I'm looking to go, okay, how do I get out of here? And it's the salt, right, that makes you float? Yes, so 30-some percent. Yeah. yeah. And so I see the rope and the buoys, and so I, I turned a little bit, and I thought, I'll just kind of almost like, you know, doggy paddle a little to kind of get there. From somewhere, I don't know where, I hear Ann all read, you're breaking the rules. <laughs> Sounds like you're you told, don't swim, <laughs> don't splash, don't. But I was like, reaching panic mode. Yeah. I needed to get back to the shore. So, right. so that was a low light. So yeah. I will go back in 2024, but okay. I think I will just be the photographer and take pictures. You've been of- there, done that. John said the same thing. He does yeah. not want to get back in that water. No, it's uh, that is a very strange experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very oily, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of people say it has healing powers and for skin lesions and different skin issues. Mm-hmm. So I could see that because it's got a lot going on in there. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the process of recovering from that, because you've got to go up a hill to a very rudimentary shower system. There's no place to put your clothes. Mm. I mean, it's a lot. So for a first-timer, I highly recommend it. You have to do it. Experience it. it. Do you it. need mm-hmm. to experience it. But, but yeah, you don't have to do it twice. I'm a one and done. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're finished. But can we talk about the other group that came in after us? <laughs> Let's hear I was wanting to say it, but I wasn't sure. It's a safe place. This yeah. was an experience. So we get there to the Dead Sea first thing, like even right before they open and they let us in. So we had the place to ourselves for a good 20 minutes. It was fantastic. Well, after being in the water for about that long, and they said 20 minutes is about all you need to do. 
um, we see a whole line of people coming down the hill. I mean, hundreds of people, um, kind of Indian looking, not like woo Indian. From India. Yeah, yeah, from India. Not Native American. Yeah, yes. not Native American. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> so we, all these people, edit, and they edit. just take over. <laughs> they take over the whole beach area, and we're like, oh my goodness, you know, this we might need to go ahead and get out soon. I mean, like they just like even move our stuff out of the way. Well, then they start preparing to get in the water. And they'd start taking off their tops. <laughs> now, and like, they hot and there. They took off all their clothes. <laughs> like, this is a different culture. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and in my head, I'm thinking, act normal. <laughs> don't react. <laughs> don't react. Don't, re- don't look them in the eye. Oh. <laughs> don't look anywhere else either. You know, you're just like, okay. And, and they're just smiling as they get in. And you're just smiling as you get out. Like, yeah. The Dead okay. Sea nudist beach. That, yeah. Exactly. You're on the wrong side. It, it instantly became one. <laughs> Because yeah. everywhere you went, like the men went here and the women went here. I guess did all the women just come to the side that we were all yes. on yeah, and we so. were mixed? Yeah, they were to the left and they were and the ladies went to but the right. But our men we were. stayed. No mixed. We didn't. We didn't know that rule. <laughs> yeah. On a sign, so, right? Yeah, I think wow. we were the opposite. Like we had bathing suits and t-shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You went full yeah. camp, middle school, <laughs> high school did. kids. So, That's right. So you that were fully was um, that was a new what do you call it? Uh, National Geographic kind of moment. There yeah, you go. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you it's can't make very that up. interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, you, know, you know, you read about it again. Yeah, I've read about the sure. Dead Sea all my life, but until you float in it, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And there is literally not a living thing in it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, not we yet. drove for Ooh. a long, long way down the coast, we did. and they pointed out one boat right. that was out mm-hmm. there, and and it's like rusted, and it yeah. it you can, it won't move again, right? Because of that Ruined. much salt, burnt, mm-hmm. burnt. Tracy yeah. said, "Not yet, not yet." So there is prophecy that mm. in the future, when Jesus comes and He stands on the Mount of Olives, and that splits, and then water from Jerusalem runs down to the Dead Sea. And creates life, and Ooh. there will be fish in that sea at that time. Boom. So yeah. it's coming. It's cool. Stuff. It's gonna change. Absolutely. Let's do yeah. it. Well, yeah. as you get in that mode now, give us your devotion. What do you talk about with your devotion? <laughs> give us a little bit. Um, I did on the Sea of Galilee. Of course, I did the um, the two storm stories yep. that in the Word. They um, both happened on the Sea of Galilee. They right? both happened on the Sea of Galilee. So in one storm story, God calms the waters immediately. But Jesus in the is se- down there sleeping. Yeah. About yeah. 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 He's asleep on the boat. He gets in the boat with them. He's asleep on the boat. Uh, but then the other storm story, he sends the disciples across and he stays back. And then that storm comes. And that's when he calls uh, Peter to walk mm. you know, on the water. And he does. And then after all that happens, then he calms the storm afterwards. So just kind of uh, comparing and contrasting those two stories. Um, and I told a little bit about my nephew Camden, who um, was born premature. And I used the illustration that when he was um, born, he was born um, eight. What was it? Uh, eight twenty in the morning, and his middle name is Matthew. So I was looking for something, you know, to leave. I was living in Corpus Christi at the time, and we were about to leave to go home. I thought I can't leave my sister, so I was like Lord help. So I opened the Bible. I just went to Matthew eight twenty, and it was Jesus saying, "You know, we're going to the other side hmm. of, of the storm." So I immediately had peace. I knew that it was going to be okay. He was going to get through this. He was born. He was one pound ten ounces. Wow. When he was born, 24 weeks. And so I had complete peace. I was like, God's telling me, using this right now, saying it's going to be okay. So I um, went on to Corpus Christi, and um, it was a couple months later, little Camden was having um, eye surgery. 
and he coded. My sister calls me in the middle of the night immediately. Mm-hmm. So I get on my knees and I'm like, Lord, you said we were going to the other side. So I need you to do what you said you were going to do. And he did. And Camden was okay after that. So I just kind of use that illustration that um, before this storm story with the walking on the water, they had just done the miracle of the 5,000, feeding the 5,000. And had the disciples gotten what they needed to learn from that lesson, they would have had the confidence to deal with the storm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of talked they about missed that. It. They, you hear these stories about storms on the sea, and you get there, and it's really a, it's really a glorified lake. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called Lake, lake Tiberius is mm-hmm. what the locals call it. Huh. Okay, so you're like, hmm, so how bad of a storm can happen on a lake? I mean, I've been on a lake before and a yeah. thunderstorm come through or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they show you that the way the lake sits, there's a valley. There's like a big, you know, crevice in between two mountains. John's doing his hands on the podcast. You can't yeah. see, but it's yeah. pointing down into it. <laughs> and that wind comes whooping through there. Whooping. And it's very much like an ocean storm. Huh. Mm-hmm. So it makes way more sense because you're like, you know, how bad of a storm were they really in? Was it like, yeah. you know, was it like pastorally speaking? It was <laughs> right, right. very mm-hmm. stormy, but it really does that get very stormy. It's yeah. a real it's place known that, that for really doing happened. That. Yeah. It happens to this day. They yeah. can pop up like that and it's, pretty dangerous yeah and to know that they rode and rode for hours and the lake's not big so they should have been able to get across pretty fast but right. that storm had them stopped Headwind. right yeah. there in the middle and their little boats the chosen did it really well yes. i think yeah. showing they did. it doing it like we picture a boat now with a motor and stuff like they're rowing they're <laughs> no. struggling mm-hmm. it's, it's tough a, it'd be a scary thing yes yeah. and well we saw the we saw a boat yes we did that they discovered yeah. um and all the muck and everything but like a two thousand year old boat it's mm-hmm. really cool that's mm fascinating mm-hmm. to really put perspective on how big the boat probably was. And I'm glad you said that safe. because if you're out there and like you're a spouse of somebody that's super excited. Theoretical. About, <laughs> Hypothetical situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like perhaps you're in that situation. <laughs> uh, what's cool about the trip is there's enough history that if you're just a history buff, it's a fantastic trip. Mm-hmm. Then you lop on that it's biblical and it's the foundation of your faith, then it's really amazing. So I went in really not understanding the spiritual side of it. I was just like, I like history. But you were prepping for a year with Teresa, right, John? You were <laughs> I, ready to I don't even think he's looked at my website. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes on the bus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. But anyway, so if you're out there and you're like, yeah, I don't really know about, I'm not really a big Bible scholar. I don't study the Word. The trip is amazing, even if you're not a Bible scholar. Yeah, because it is ancient history. You're seeing places that predate most anything you'll ever see. Really, all civilization. Correct. I mean, pretty much mm-hmm. every part of history started yes, around there. Right. Right. So that's that part's kind of it. It really just it it affirms your faith because you know we take a lot on faith. Mm. Like when you're listening to preachers all your life. I grew up in church, so I've heard so many sermons and I've heard so many Sunday school lessons and. After a while, they just become stories. Mm-hmm. It's just like almost like, you know, made folk up tales. stuff, folk yeah. tales or, you know, fables or whatever. But something about being there, you're like, that really happened. Yeah. Because you see the place. It's a real yeah. place. Yeah. I was going to say on that, Justin spoke on, I think it was Mother's Day, about the story about Jesus being 12 years old and being yeah. left at the temple. Yeah. So when we're there, you can actually visualize that happening. You you are actually traveling on the road that they would have traveled on. It wouldn't have been asphalt road back then, just a little trail. But you could see those you know, in the distance too. Yeah. But when they left Jericho, no, sorry, Jerusalem, they headed towards Jericho, and then they would have been heading north from there. Well, 
you're going downhill when you're heading toward you know, uh, Jericho, but to go back is uphill. Like imagine, and it takes a day to get back. So you're panicked because <laughs> you have lost the son of God <laughs> and you got this uphill trek to get back to Jerusalem. And so I could visualize that as we're on mm. that bus. I'm like, I'm in a nice air-conditioned bus. You know, we're going 60, 70 miles an hour. Yeah. But and you'd still be panicked if your kids <laughs> would still right. be panicked, but they got to walk it. Yeah, we're talking about, we're not talking about Louisiana hills either. No, we're talking yeah. about right. hills. Like, Real. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like being on a grade three on a treadmill the entire way. Yeah. Right. And they don't have great footwear. No. <laughs> right. They're not comfortable clothes. No. They're right. carrying everything they have on their backs. Yeah. I mean, you just put yourself in those stories. And I think yeah. going and be able to hear things and watch things like you were talking about with your kids and make it real. Like, we love VeggieTales. VeggieTales are oh, great. Oh, yes, we do. It's something where you see the historical context, the real right. science of it, the weather mm-hmm. of it, those mm-hmm. things that I think that would be incredible just to be there and be able to put the geography and yes. the, all that with it. Right. Really oh, cool yeah. Part of that yeah. Trip. And one more thing with that one, I thought about Jericho and when the Israelites were coming into the promised land. And you get to see that whole thing. We didn't get to go into Jericho, but we could see Jericho. Because the walls were up. Was, yeah. I couldn't get it. <laughs> the walls were down. But, <laughs> the walls were down. But we weren't allowed to go to Jericho on this trip. But you could see it uh, from the mm-hmm. bus. And what I never realized before until being there was how much you can see. So I just imagined, you know, like this huge, big area. And Jericho's, you know, miles and miles away. No, it's all right there together. You can mm-hmm. see one side of the Jordan River Mountains. And then you can see the other side, you know, over here. And so when the Israelites are coming and they've got that cloud of fire by night and that cloud you know, by day, Manna. the people in Jericho, they can see them coming. <laughs> hey, And they're up? like, oh, well, here yeah. they come. And when they come across the Jordan River, when it stops, when God gives that invisible dam and it backs up all the way, you know, 20 miles back, you can see that from Jericho. And so I'm like, this just changed the whole story yeah, for me, I never being able that. to see all of it. Yeah, it's, it's really like, cool. Wow. Really cool. Absolutely. When you said story, mm-hmm. you grew up hearing Bible stories. Um, quick plug for Bible study fellowship. Okay. For mm-hmm. girls that yes, do that. I spent several years in that study, and that was the first thing I learned from the student. I'm oh, not student. I'm a student minister. The <laughs> children's ministry was you didn't say Bible story. Mm. You said Bible account ah. because you have fairy tales that are stories. I got gotcha. you. They made a point starting with those little children as they came through the program. It was an account because it happened. It did. That's a great story. point. I like that. So I've learned to incorporate that into my life now to not say Bible story anymore. There you go. That was worth this podcast. Right yes, now. it was. Thank <laughs> you, Charlotte. So, Teresa, talk a little bit about Judaism and being there and doing that because we have a menorah at my house from when <laughs> from we me. were early married. From you. Yes. And you have somebody, probably the only person I know, probably think anybody else that, you want to take those things and you put it in your own modern Christian life. Mm-hmm. Why is that important to you? Why does that matter? And what did it mean going and seeing the Holy Land? Yeah, I think I learned all of that from John and Justin's mom, hmm. Judy. She loved all the history of the Old Testament. She loved them, their feasts that they did. She loved every single aspect about it. And I remember learning from her. I was like, I want to know that too. Because you grew up Catholic, right? I did. Different I grew up, kind of denomination. Yeah, and, I grew up Catholic um, and then went to an Assembly of God church in uh, high school, uh, was saved there. And then, you know, of course, Marion Baptist boy over here. <laughs> <laughs> former <Sorry>. Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, former Baptist. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I didn't know a lot about the Bible mm. back then. You know, I could say the Hail Mary, you know, or the, um, our Father. Full of grace. Full of grace, yes. But I didn't really know 
the history of the Bible. And so when I was learning under Judy, when she was teaching us, I was like, this is amazing. How come nobody knows this? Hmm. And so just learning more about it. And when we moved to Corpus Christi, um, we thankfully had somebody on the staff who her family you know, was Jewish and Messianic as well. Explain what that means. And so Messianic Jew just means it is a person who was born a Jew, but they believe in Jesus. So think the disciples. Think, yeah. think, think Apostle Paul. They are Messianic Jews. They don't stop being Jewish. Culturally. Culturally. Yeah, right. They just have accepted their Messiah. And so we have too. And so it's been interesting to learn a lot about church history and you know where that shift came over the years and, and why um, it was separated. There's a lot of anti-Semitism, um, especially around the year 300 AD. There was a lot that happened there that tried to separate anything Jewish from anything Christian. And so, but now that Israel has come back to the land in 1948, there has been a resurgence of learning all of the things that were um, Jewish in nature. And so I have had a ball. It makes me understand Jesus hmm. so much more. There's so much more to him when you learn the hows and whys to everything that they did. And so that's the real reason. Um, so the Hanukkah is what you have at your house. Okay. And a Hanukkah is a Hanukkah menorah. Okay. The regular menorah in the temple has seven branches. A Hanukkah has nine. And that um, dates back from the time right before Jesus. And he even celebrated Hanukkah. It's called the Feast of Dedication, and that's mentioned in, in John. So when you know more about Hanukkah, you can know more about that particular Bible story about Jesus. Yeah. And like Passover. Think about Passover too. Before he gets crucified. Yeah. Passover. If you know all the ins and outs about Passover, it helps you understand Easter a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah. And that's where like the Catholic faith to give credit to the Catholics uh, and being married to her early in life is they do, in my opinion, a better job around Easter and the calendar and making Lent. that all make sense yeah. because the Baptist world, honestly, growing up, it was Easter. Yeah. I mean, you may have heard about Good Friday. Why are people eating fish? You know, you, right. you know yeah, yeah, you go to Waterburger uh -huh. and they got the fish fillet out again, you know, <laughs> on the menu. Uh, but, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of knowledge about that. So some of that journey of understanding started with her bringing the Catholic faith into our marriage because it was like, oh, so the calendar changes because of the lunar calendar, mm -hmm. which is tied to, you know, it goes all the way back to all Ancient, the different right? things that they celebrate leading up to Easter Sunday. Baptist world didn't so much do that. Mm -hmm. You had you had Easter egg hunt on Saturday <laughs> and, you know, Easter on Sunday. So mm -hmm. it's kind of neat when you, you know, learn, and she has a grandmother that, you know, is just, I mean, amazing. She's a devout Catholic, but no doubt she's a believer. She loves Jesus. Jesus. And when you see, you know, when you learn to appreciate different people's backgrounds and what they bring to their faith journey and how God can use that to help you understand who he was, the Messianic Jews, another one. Mm -hmm. You take all that and mix it all together, and you're like, I see how this all works. I was going to say on that, what The Chosen does, the TV show The Chosen does fantastic is they get advice from um, a Messianic Jewish rabbi, a Catholic priest, and an evangelical. And one of the things that they do, they call them roundtable discussions. And after each episode, the creator, Dallas Jenkins, gets with all three of those. Sounds like a, a big joke. The yeah, Catholic right. priest and the right. evangelical <laughs> yeah, Jewish rabbi. They walk in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, and to hear their discussions, just like we're sitting here now talking about this, and to get all their perspectives— that is one thing I absolutely love, love, love to listen to and how they just can all talk and you know affirm each other. And we agree 
on a lot more than people realize. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll put a link to those in show notes if you've yeah. never seen them. They are really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Very good. All right. So we're winding down. Charlotte, we'll start with you. Any last things you didn't get to say about the trip and then wrap up with if somebody's maybe interested or they've wanted to go on the trip or they're not doing it, give us why you think they should go. Okay. Well, one last highlight. We were there for Holocaust Remembrance Day. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Y'all, for two minutes, that country stops. Traffic stops. Planes don't take off. And the air defense siren blares for two, like two minutes. Mm. And you stop. Mm-hmm. And so we were there that day. And that same day was when we went to the Holocaust Museum. Wow, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've been twice to Washington, D.C., but to be at the one in, in Jerusalem on Holocaust Remembrance Psh, Day. That was pretty powerful. Y'all, that you was. just don't. I mean, <laughs> since I'd been to it in Washington, I'm, I went through faster than normal. And we ended up sitting outside right. a lot, just, you know, kind of talking. Um why you would want to go, uh, I don't know. Why would you not want to go? Why wouldn't <laughs> somebody like to say? Not That's right. Go? Mm-hmm. Because you can go with lots of knowledge, but you can go just, like I said, just wanting to walk where Jesus walked mm-hmm. and see those things. I, I can't encourage you enough to Absolutely. go. Yeah. Mama T? Uh, Anything else we didn't cover you want to talk about? Anything? I you just, probably had a prepared outline for... <laughs> I actually didn't. Okay, that's unlike you. Uh, Yeah, well, it was in my head, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that was really interesting to see is, you know, it talks about Jerusalem being a city on a hill. And once you get there, you realize it is a city on a hill, on a hill, surrounded by hills, all over, lots of hills. And a metaphor. Yes, Yes. so many hills. It's unbelievable. I'm just amazed that they can build on all those hills. Um, But one highlight was that, and they've got this perfectly down to, you know, the T, when you're about to come into Jerusalem for the first time, you're on the bus. I said, yeah, Charlotte, you know? Mm-hmm. And so on the bus, they start playing music. And it's just like an older song, like Jerusalem. You know, and so you're like, okay, well, you're coming through a tunnel. And they got the song playing, and they're telling you, get your video cameras ready. You know, look to the left of the bus. And I'm like, okay. You know, of course, everybody who's done this before knows what's coming. We have no idea mm-hmm. for those of us who's first. And so you see the end of the tunnel coming, and you got your video ready. Like, well, what are we going to see? And as you come out of the tunnel into the light, the song is cued to the right moment with just, you know, a lot of Jerusalem, like <laughs> big. And then there it is. It's the Temple Mount. It's it's the, the spot, the moment. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh my, it's there it is. I mean, they just built it up and it was it was a moment. It was really something. So that was that was really cool for me. That's awesome. To be able to see that. Absolutely. John, any last things? I want to speak to the men. Mm. <laughs> speak to the men. Because, <laughs> because there was a minority of us on the trip. There were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and I think I know why. Uh, men were not known for Bible study, mm-hmm. you know, universally. Yeah, there's a minority of men in church, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. A lot of, lot of dynamics there. But I just want to encourage the guys out there that um, you will love it if you go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that cross your mind, like, you know, the travel is going to be horrible, you know, you know, air travels horrible these days. All of that is food, really, food. I, I'll tell you, I was, <laughs> you know, I packed a lot of crackers and I ate very few of them mm-hmm. because the food was fine. And so you snuck out a couple of times. Snuck out. We did go get some pizza and some different things at different times. But my point to it is, is like all those fears you have. You know, is it safe? Is the food going to be tolerable? Is it going to be boring? Is the air travel going to be awful? 
the answer to all that is none of that is true. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic trip. Um, you know, not to mention just the spiritual impact it's going to have on you. Um, so just let all that go. Sign up. Save your money. Come with us. And come join us. We'll put the link there to contact Ray Rainey. He's the one that leads the trip. He was on the last podcast, and the link's there as well if you want to go back and listen. But thank y'all for coming on. Teresa, can we publicly on air forgive John now and be settled? <laughs> yes, I forgive All you, right, honey. Thank you. Thank That's you. right. We're glad. My we got marriage to clear has been air. restored. <laughs> That's what this podcast is podcast. about. <laughs> Thanks for downloading this episode. Make sure you subscribe to get every episode each week with new stuff. And thank y'all for being on here today. Charlotte, first time. Excellent. Nailed it. Good I'll job. Be back. All right. All right. Thank y'all for listening.